Oh, hey! My name is Elizabeth Henstridge and I played Gemma Simmons on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for seven seasons! Oh my gosh, seven seasons, not over it. Clearly not over it because now I'm making a whole podcast about it where I re-watch each episode with people who worked on it in front and behind the camera. We'll spill the tea with some juicy BTS, do a deep dive into the show, answer your questions and ultimately, hopefully, demystify the industry by sharing all the ways to work in it and the pathways to get there, challenges and all. I hope this podcast can inspire you whether you'd like to pursue a career in film and TV or not. My mic is named Liam and you are welcome to be a Lilpid, which is our community name because I love leopard print and my nickname is Lil. So with that, welcome to Live with Lil, the podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Hello, welcome to another Live with Lil, episode 202. We are watching Off Shield today. (laughs) Said those words potentially in the wrong order. Oh my gosh, we've had a ripe lava getting ready for the episode today. Gosh, I don't know if I've ever done this with going up to the wire of when we're going to start doing the actual live on YouTube that we do on a Sunday. And then these podcasts come out on the Tuesday. I've had a bit of trouble with my microphone and it's, well I say mine, it's Zach, so I'm not quite sure how to work it. So anyway, we're just doing this off my headphones. So hopefully the sound quality isn't too bad and most importantly I hope you're having a fabulous day, week, month. It does feel like things are getting, oh I don't know, maybe just a little more hopeful. A backstory on where I am recording this week, we're back in the basement, we're back at Zach's parents' house, we're here for a bit, visiting for a few weeks while we're in between a couple of things, so that's really nice that we're back together and we're back in the basement. So we're back with our sparkly spangly backdrop, which uh, just makes me happy to have up and around. Uh, And I think, although you're obviously listening to this rather than watching it, I think you'll just feel the extra sparkle this week. So I hope you do. Also, just to say that at the end, we're going to carry on doing what we did last week with the outro of the podcast. We're going to answer questions from the chat on the YouTube that we didn't get to during the live. So that's something that if you asked a question that we weren't able to get to, then you might be hearing it on the outro today. <laughs> um, oh, right then, a couple of emails we've had. Oh, Zach's coming in. I know I'm only just recording it. I had all sorts of trouble with the microphone. I'm doing the intro now to the pond. <laughs> um, that was just like he popped in. Right, so had a couple of great emails. This one is from AS, bit of an alias, who says, Hey Lil, I'm so glad you opened my email. Oh, I just want to say how grateful I am for you and your podcast and YouTube channel. My life is a bit crazy. I do a lot of extra stuff and I'm expected to be good at everything. So every time I get a bit nervous, anxious or stressed, I open Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., rewatch all my favourite episodes, play the Fitzsimmons wedding on repeat. Oh, and it helps a lot. So I was devastated when the very last episode aired on my birthday, actually, but I was so, so happy when you started doing the rewatch series. Oh, she says in capitals, you have no idea. Um, I'm also not exactly great socially. I'm not good at making friends and keeping them, but I did make some friends online and guess what we bonded over? Our love for you and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Stop it, my heart. Thank you, Lil, for being this positive ray of sunshine especially right now i appreciate you more than you will ever know also the merch is freaking awesome (laughs) i'm not sure i'll be able to get it but i hope it's still available next month 
also happy belated anniversary to you and Zach. You guys are the cutest, awesomest couple I have ever come across. Also, thanks to Augustine. I love the podcast. Loads of lemons and love AS. Oh my gosh, what a gorgeous email. I do the exact same thing when I'm feeling nervous and stressed or anxious. I will go to my comforts and a lot of that is my favourite TV shows or just my go-tos, anything that makes makes me feel a bit nostalgic. I think it's really lovely, isn't it? There's something so comforting about that. And so I love that you re-watched the show and your favourite episodes and then that, hello, you're loving this watch-along, that's perfect. Thank you for saying happy anniversary. Zach and I had our ninth anniversary uh, on April Fool's Day, which is just so on brand for us. And we were in the basement of his parents' home. So we all liked dinner together, which was so lovely. And, um, you know, just really lived at our basement style. Uh, yes, the merch is out. We released it on last Tuesday to coincide with the release of season two of the podcast. And I'm just absolutely blown away with how many people are visiting the website and finding pieces they love enough to part with their hard-earned cash. It was international delivery. It went so nuts that we've changed it to just be domestically delivered within the US at the moment while we kind of get a handle on, you know, how everything works. I've never done this before. And so I'm just sort of learning the different ways about it. And as I was saying last week, you don't know what you don't know until you find out about it. (laughs) So yes, I am now learning what I didn't know and putting good practices into place. And it's just going brilliantly. I just love that people are loving it and I hope you love it and enjoy the website whether you buy anything or not um, go visit elizabethhenstridge.com and I'm hopeful that in a bit we'll be able to open up to international delivery as well thank you for your email that was so wonderful it's just everything I'm trying to do with this podcast just yes yeah, spread positivity and ways into the industry or ways towards your goal whatever that may be you're gonna find some wonderful pieces of nuggets of inspiration and information and really practical ways that you're going to be able to reach your dream and reach your goals live your dream right maybe that's a good slogan today we've got the incredible nick blood who played lance hunter Oh, I'm just so happy that he's on. I can't wait to talk to him, delve into how we got the part, how that whole process went. Oh my gosh, there's so much, there is so much to say and ask him. And he's just the most wonderful person and a good friend of Zach and I. So we're just going to have a right out good time. Uh, right, I'm just going to get to one more email. It says, hi, my name is Cecilia. First of all, my English is terrible. So if I write something wrong, just ignore it. Mm, Cecilia, your English is brilliant. Cecilia says she loves the podcast, podcast, brilliant, clearly my English isn't great. She loves the podcast and has asked what my favourite podcasts are. I love that you asked this, Cece, because I got asked this recently and you know when you just, you say an answer and then you go, oh my gosh, I forgot this podcast and that one and that one and anyway, so thank you for giving me the opportunity to answer this question again. So here are the ones that I love. I listen to a lot of podcasts but I love Whitney Cummings' podcast if you haven't come across it it's really great she's very funny she has a wide variety of guests on and it's just always such a fun one to listen to level seven access are brilliant and I spoke to them the other week 
they focused on Agents of Shield, and they would do we, you know, break down each episode of Agents of Shield as it came out, and they were with us for every single episode. Now they're doing really interesting stuff with the other Marvel properties. They know everything. They're such a brilliant, intelligent, fun group of people. It's such a fab listen. I did an episode with them and just absolutely loved it. We had such a great time. So I would definitely recommend them. Level seven access. Conversations of Inspiration by Holly Tucker is a brilliant one. She has um, different people on that have done inspirational things and they talk about their journey to get there. A lot of people that have started business. And although, you know, I wouldn't have considered myself a businesswoman when I started listening, there's so many things that I found brilliant in it. And um, now I do have a couple businesses and so I'm grateful to have that knowledge. But it's just, it, it's a really good listen and makes me cry every week. And then there's one called Vet Together, which is by my wonderful friend James Greenwood. I've known him since I was 18 and he's a vet and also a television personality and pottery artist and just all around wonderful person and each week he well it's just vet advice animal advice pet care and it's wonderful and brilliant and he's fab so definitely a great listen okay um Oh my gosh, we've got reviews. I'm going to say a couple of reviews really quickly. Uh, this first one's from Canada and from Tracy. And they write, this podcast is absolutely amazing. And I look forward to the lives every Sunday. The podcast versions are the best to listen to when you are just chilling. I look forward to the future ones. I recommend this for anyone, really. Oh, lovely. Thank you so much, Tracy. Um, You will be entered in to win our prize at the end of season two, which, I don't know, maybe more merch. If you guys are loving the merch, maybe we'll gift a bunch of fab merch out to you guys okay next one is from ireland who and this is oh doesn't give the name csc says so entertaining and a great way to re-watch agents of shield two smiley faces thank you so much for your reviews thank you for raging us and subscribing it really does help and i love reading them <laughs> and you could be entered to win the raffle at the end of season two oh, you guys thank you for being here i'm so excited about this one episode 201 heavy is the head written by paul spashevsky friend of live with lil and directed by Jesse Botchko, also a great friend of Life with a little two heavyweights creating this episode this week. And Nick Blood, who played Lance Hunter, this is the kind of one we get to know a lot more about Lance Hunter. And he kind of drops some clues as to what might be coming up for his character and for the show. So I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for being here. I'll see you on the other side. Welcome to level seven. This is actually a bit thrilling. Someone really wanted our initials to spell out shield. We have a small but active fan base. We are unstoppable together. You guys are my family. We never move on. We hold that place in our heart, even after we say goodbye. We are not agents of nothing. We are agents of shield. Ah, here we go. Hello, everybody. How are Hello, you? Everyone. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm all right. You guys all just missed Ian. He just, yeah. he just left. And I also I probably have, I've, I've had a few glasses of red wine. So <laughs> I get a bit loud. <laughs> Tell us about Ian. No, I'm just Ian, we just, he was, he, do you know what, actually, so we were, he turned up and um, our respective partners were both wearing yellow shirts with dark pants and me and Ian were both wearing all white as well, which happens quite a lot that we end up uh, <laughs> coordinating what we're wearing. Um, but yeah, no, we've been doing like, we're in the sort of same bubble. So we've been doing... I mean, we just hang out all the time, but um, Sunday roasts has been the new thing. Yes. That's so a Sunday best. roast in ink. Is that a thing here? 
not like it is in England. A Sunday roast is what I like. A Christmas dinner every Sunday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at like three o'clock, a late lunch. Yeah, Christmas dinner. This exactly. one was particularly late because Ian, as usual, was really, he was especially late today. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. Turkey's meant to be dry, isn't it? It's yeah. Well, no, it was, it was, well, actually, we had a bit of a disaster. Oh, now, it was, I, it was Easter Sunday and we were going to get like a, I, I don't eat meat, so we were going to get like a non-meat roast thing. And then I went to go to the supermarket and all the big supermarkets were closed. So I very quickly then made a, a, a Wellington so like for Americans, do you have Wellington, Zach? We do. It's like, a meat, it's like meatloaf wrapped in pastry. But so yeah. did you make a Wellington with not beef? It would what be, be yeah, we, we, I did it without beef, but it was like, it's like a meatloaf wrapped in puff pastry. So it was a very kind of last, but thankfully they were late. So then I actually had time to make it. Oh, so it perfect. Yeah, it does. It's amazing. You just whip that yeah, up. I just, just go, up. right, Postmates. Um, I was quite, I did get quite stressed. I started to get quite anxious <laughs> <laughs> about things. And I was still just like hand showered. So um, well, I was quite grateful that they turned up late. Yeah, thank God. Well, thank you for being here. We are also yes. a little bit late starting, but that's just because we couldn't stop chatting. So much to catch up on. We'll catch up. We'll catch up. We'll catch up. Um, right, let's press play because one thing I tend to do is just over talk and then we're here oh. for 10 hours, which you probably don't have. It's quite late in England, isn't it? Um, You're going to have to do a countdown or something here so I can get it all in sync. Yeah, okay. So I'm at you're watching it on disney plus so i've skipped the recap so okay all right the marvel well, flick well, yeah so i'm 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 currently skipping the recap where, where, yeah. where oh, i remember that. i've just seen the car flip over that was my first day ever shooting oh my gosh so i'm on the marvel thing where it's just got the marvel logo perfect right are you is it playing or are you paused no I'm paused i'm paused <laughs> okay ready three two one play it's quite nice, really, that it starts with this car still being flipped over, as soon as that was your... Oh, of course, yeah. Literally, that scene oh. was the first scene I ever shot. What a shit. mad thing to come into. It was it was bonkers. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was just like, I was so jet-lagged because I, I literally got off the plane. I literally shot that scene straight off a plane. Oh, got my to God. set and Anne, you know, costume Anne. Yeah. I bumped into her and then I, who was the second AD on the first, on that series? She had like red hair. Oh, Katie. Yeah. And Carol. I was like, I literally got, I'd wrapped on something the night before in London, landed and uh, and then yeah, got to set and I was like, oh, can I like shower or find some shower? And they were like, mm, could you just get a costume, please? <laughs> I remember just sitting in the blazing heat and you know when you're jet lagged, like any different climate is a bit, it yeah. adds to the kind of what's going yeah. on. And I remember being sat in Culver City on location eating Skittles off Crafty, just being like, <laughs> what is happening? Like, what is my life? Wow, yeah. that's sad. So can you, because I mean, I can't tell you how excited people are that you are on. I mean, the chat's going nuts. The chat's going nuts. Yeah. Uh, um, so, so many requests for you. And now you're in an episode that we're watching soon, thank God. Um, can you take us through the casting process? Because yes. I had never heard of this happening before I before I heard it with you? Well, I, I remember I, I taped for it. Do you know what I realized actually? This is interesting. It wasn't actually that long ago I realized I taped for Fitz. Wow! Did you? Yeah, I was, it suddenly occurred to me, I was like, hold on a second. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, well, maybe I, 
I say that and I could be misremembered, but I'm sure like I take for fits before, you know, when they were first ever doing the, um, yeah. imagine how different that show would have been. Um, but yeah, no, I, I take for it. And like any, you know, any of the Marvel stuff, it's like different character names. It's kind of fake scenes. You don't really, I think they probably had said it was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because you're already up and running. So taped for it. And I, there was a couple of other things that like were looking very promising at the time, like American series and stuff. So I got this call saying, oh yeah, they, they, they really like you for this thing. And I was kind of a bit confused as to which thing it was. Cause you know, it's yeah. like sometimes when you're auditioning and yeah. you do all these tapes and they go, oh, they, you know, they call things different names and names get changed or they give yeah. it a fake name cause it's all secret. And um, uh, so then it could kind of go, oh right, it's, it's this thing. And yeah. I was shooting something at the time and they wanted to obviously what you normally do for those watching is a screen test, which I think back in the day was like, literally they would set up like a set and you would essentially do a mock shoot of that scene and they'd get an idea of how you were on camera and stuff. Whereas nowadays it's more like we, we're going to meet you in person. We're going to have all the big wigs watching. And it's this really, really weird thing. Oh, it's At so least my experience of it where like you'll have a camera on you yeah. and you've, there's, there's all these kind of really sort of silent serious looking people watching you but they're not watching you they're watching the tv screen next to you, <laughs> like, <laughs> you onto. so you're like why are they look oh that's me yeah that. i hope that that's me up there not yeah like... yeah <laughs> um so ordinarily you do a screen test and um i was shooting this thing here and i had one day off so that what they would trying to plan to do was fly me out on the first flight to LA, do the screen test and fly back that night. And then I'd have to shoot, carry on shooting in London. But thankfully my agents were like, you can't ask him to do that. He's never going to be able to do a decent job if nothing else. Um, so I, I think I spoke of like um, Jeff and Mo and um, uh, uh, Jed and everybody and just spoke with them over zoom and, and did like another, Oh no, that's it. I went into, um, casting director in London so I went into their offices to kind of do the screen test there but it was weird because I just sort of read with this casting director and she clearly just been called up and said would you do the screen test with this <laughs> like, oh yeah cool and she's reading through it stumbling over her lines and just carrying yeah. regardless and I'm like do that again she's like, no no it's fine let's just keep going <laughs> uh, but it's that funny thing isn't it where it's sort of you can stress sometimes as an actor getting everything right and just how you wanted it actually if they just like you they like you and they'll you know you can miss out on a part and you'll drive yourself crazy thinking it's because you your accent wasn't perfect it was yeah, that one odd, word. Just, yeah yeah it's just that person fit you know yeah totally i saw mo on the day that she had had the zoom with you and she mm. was so excited and she was like oh this is going to be great and you know they were really because i think they loved having people in the room because mo was so good at zoning in on people's vibes and kind of mm. knowing if they were going to be a good team player because you were coming into an ensemble cast uh, that had already been going for a year and like I always think it's quite hard to come into a show when it's already been going yeah. and to try and slot in there because everyone yeah yeah it's a tricky yeah it can be hard yeah um it, yeah it was it was a lot you know it was kind of mad because you I essentially had to move to LA yeah you you're I think for British actors as well, that American step kind of thing is, is got a lot of kind of glitz and glamour around it that makes it this big 
you know, really big deal. And oh, it's Henry, BJ. Yes. Um, good, like new people of season two that yeah. were just so brilliant. Yeah. So you, yeah, you're dealing with all that stuff. And then also on top of it, you're like, oh, these people. And, you know, like, I think a lot of actors have that thing where you're going, oh, ha- that imposter syndrome thing of like, yeah. oh, slip through the net a little bit here. And you turn up and everything's so kind of, you know, like a, this well-oiled machine and you're just trying to slot in and you just, you're complete fish out of water. I mean, I, I remember that first period of being so exciting, but terrifying at the same time. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, you're feeling like eyes are on you all the time yeah they're not everyone's going on doing their job but you just feel yeah. like you're just on display all the time yeah. and I, I definitely felt at least for the first few weeks going what is happening what is going on yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised I mean that's intense and it's funny because it's it's everything you want you know you want that call from America to say we need you on the next flight and you're gonna work right from the plane and it sounds so glamorous but being in that kind of state how did you how do you like you know stay present and not get too crazy anxious in those moments I mean I don't know I guess it's like I mean I don't know about you but often depending on the environment on set or even just a frame of mind that morning when you start a new job I find myself a lot of time just having that thing of like really self-conscious really and you just have to practice it hiding that and (laughs) infecting anyone else with your anxiety because they're trying to get on the job and they're going off he's worried then we're worried about him being worried so I don't know really I mean I guess part of the fun of doing this job is all those new things yeah so kind of embrace that in you know just trying to enjoy it and just not mess up really just don't, don't mess it up you know and you're kind of watching everyone's reactions going if someone's like cursing in the corner, you're like, was that because of me? Was that because that? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, always, yeah. You always assume it's oh, yeah. that could be me. We're going to get Well, you're absolutely lucky, like, because I mean, yeah, you, you, you dropped right in seamlessly. It's like you watch this, like you'd never guess in a million years that you had any of that. Like, oh, that's kind of nervousness going on. I mean, you're, yeah, you, it's a home run. So, and Hunter well, is such I mean, a cool I mean, character. Like, he's he's a character that we hadn't had before. That kind of you know, super British charm, but a bit, um, how would you just like, you weren't eager, you weren't over eager. And we hadn't really had that kind of. Yeah, cool. I was just, I was just pretending. (laughs) 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 I actually just watched it just an hour. I was just seeing that first sort of bit. I was going, oh, I think I pulled that off quite well. Like hiding all that inner anxiety. Yes, totally. How did you film? How did you do this helicopter one? Presumably you weren't oh, in a real helicopter. That was amazing. No, we were in a real helicopter. We we did most of it on the ground in the helicopter, but the guy like riding the helicopter, driving it, riding it, whatever you do, sailing it. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he He's like the guy who does all the helicopter stuff on film, does all Michael Bay stuff and everything. And so we, we literally just... We were on the ground shooting it, and Adrian, he's a cool guy to film with, isn't he? He's a very cool guy. Yeah. Very funny, very kind of charismatic. But yeah, uh, then they were going to go up and, you know, we need to get footage of the thing flying around. I was like, I'm staying in this helicopter. They're like, well, no, we don't really need you. And I was like, I'm staying in the helicopter. (laughs) uh, We just did this flight around those, it's the Disney Ranch 
So yeah. we just, and he was doing that whole thing where like the helicopter then does that and kind of flies up. It, it was oh, amazing. That is it was amazing. Oh my yeah. gosh, this is terrified. So you could feel it, you know, you just strapped in so you don't. Yeah, you just strapped in and weirdly, like you don't really sort of, um, like you, it feels kind of like, oh, here we go. We're just on like a roller coaster ride or something. But like just getting those views and he's doing all these mad maneuvers. It was, it was really cool. Yeah. And was the camera inside with you or was it to be? Up in the air? Yeah. No, because they, they didn't film any of that because it was literally just, they would get in this stuff down on the ground just to get the wide shots of the helicopter moving around. And I was like, no, no, right. I'm stay strapped in and go on this flight. I want to check this out. Oh my God, that's oh, so, so cool. cool. I feel like yeah. insurance wise, that's mad. <laughs> yeah, no, I do actually think I, uh, they were probably like, Oh fuck, probably don't really. Don't <laughs> yeah. um, want to tell the new guy you can't do something. Oh, uh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I just stayed strapped in. Oh, it was cool. It. Getting to do stuff like that is amazing. And on that show as well, like you, we did get some fun stuff to do like that. Super fun. And mm. did you know, um, when did you find out how kind of integral Lance Hunter was going to be to the show with Bobby too? And then, you know. I knew like, nothing about Bobby. Oh, wow. Yeah, they didn't. They uh, the the scene I shot was with her, like the tape that I did, the audition right. tape. But it was different names. I wish I could remember what. I think, I think my character was Campbell or something like that. And um, it was with the ex-wife character. But I didn't know. As far as I know, oh, maybe they did tell me early on. I can't remember. But when I first got out there, I didn't know anything about that storyline. But I think they started telling me, oh, we've we've you know your ex-wife character is going to turn up. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I knew it was gonna. It was like a new main role in it, but I also didn't. I was so naive. I didn't really know what deal was with everything. So they, my agents, remember saying like that because I didn't do a screen test because it's all contractual and all big business stuff. They were like, your first episode is essentially your pilot. So like you know, if you were to do a screen test and get a pilot in the states, and then if they just shoot the part and they go, well, we don't like them, we're gonna bin them off then they, they have the right to get rid of you after the pilot. So I so they they said like, look, and it was obviously my agent had just kind of said to me, um, when you're not doing a screen test, so they're just going to treat your first episode as a pilot. But in my head, I was going, so I need to wait till I get the call to say, I know you're in. So I was staying in the Culver Hotel right opposite the studios and trying to work out what I was going to do, whether I was staying or going or whatever. Oh my and, God, um, more stress. That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like, and then... I went to stay at my agent. I was going to go stay at my agents for a bit in between getting an apartment, but I wasn't going to sign on for apartments that I knew. And I think then I was on, because I don't really like to bother anyone. So I was like, I didn't want to be calling my agent and go, so what's happening? And I just sort of left it, thought oh, they'll, they'll let me know. And I was talking with, I can't remember where I was, but I was talking with Mo. And she kind of went, what? And I was like, oh yeah, well, obviously I've just got to wait till I get the okay. <laughs> the She's like, what are you of course you're in. Like get yourself an apartment. Like you're living here now. I was like, oh yeah. Better do that. <laughs> Great. Like, okay. Good to know. Is, that's so funny. It's like such a, I mean, that's crucial to your feeling comfortable. And yeah, like, to your life. To your life. Yeah, that's so. So you packed thinking, well, this could be a year or it could be a couple weeks. That's two weeks. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I was just like, right, I need to take everything I, I you know, but they're fine, your business class. So you got a few cases you can fill. <laughs> but it was weird. I literally just had to go, my, you know, my mum and my sister. And uh, my nephew, she brought my little nephew, my last sort of evening shooting in London. 
because I was like, well, I don't know where I'm going to see you next. It might be in a few weeks. It might be in six months or something. So they came came down to see me in London and um, I just had to have enough stuff to go. And then I'm just leaving my flat being like, you know. Leave a key with someone. And... Yeah. Yeah, that's the side I think that, you know, if you have a passion like acting or anything really that's, well, I guess anything that's just not easy, it's, those are the sacrifices that come. I love what you said, like, like acting or anything that's not easy, as if like acting was up there with like brain surgery and stuff. Like, yeah. anything that's not easy, like acting, like <laughs> learning lines and pretending to be someone else and getting paid lots of money for it. But that's the thing: <laughs> the acting itself is easy, but the getting the job is so difficult. Well, you know? no, and I'm being facetious. Like, you're absolutely right. It's yeah. like, it's like, yeah, I totally know. It's not the same as I've. I worked a labouring job and stuff for about two weeks and one day of that was enough for me. Yeah. But like, it's not easy. I mean, act, acting well is hard or it's easy, depending on how naturally it comes to you or how good you are at it. And yeah. then dealing with it psychologically, it's not hard when you're doing it. It's when you're not doing it, it's really, really hard. Yeah, but, but the stuff that comes with it, like, yeah. you, know, you know, it's kind of like, how much do you want this? Do you Are you willing to just kind of go with it drop everything yeah not know when you see your family you know obviously once you get there had you been to LA before was that your I'd been once yeah I like um I no hold on no no, that's a lie I'd been I went out to LA for like a short period because I was just like it was the first break I'd had I was really lucky after I left drama school was working like solidly and I had this break and it was kind of I was I think I had yeah, I'd gone to New York, so I'd met with this manager in New York, and she was like, go out to LA, so I'd signed with her, and she got to say, so I was like, I'll just go on holiday to LA for a bit, and do some meetings and stuff, and then I did a play, a play I'd done in the West End, then when I did a stint in Toronto, and then in uh, the Armisen in LA, which is when I signed with my agents out there and stuff, so I'd, I'd spent a bit of time there, but, um, so I liked it, I really, you know, I really liked LA, so I knew it was going to be a cool place to be. Yeah, I'm still though, to not know many people and I don't know I just think it's you know you you strive for something and then when you're given the opportunity well the, un- the uncertainty you of still not have knowing, to then like take it yeah like getting on the plane and not knowing how it. long you're saying goodbye and everything yeah, else yeah. and it's like that's yeah there's definitely a like um this I don't, I don't know about you guys but like after you start to find your feet with things a bit and work out how this industry works and there is a real kind of there's decisions to be made about your kind of stability and your sort of, you know, day-to-day life and routine and um, relationships, you know, friendships, family and stuff. And then also going, well, I've kind of gone all in on this career. Yeah. So you kind of like, right, I have to, you know, you know, otherwise it's kind of like, uh, it's like the, um, that thing in uh, holding on to the, 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 the rising balloon. Yeah. Do you let go kind of thing? Because it's kind of like, well, I'm in now, so I might as well just see how this pays off. Um, That can be hard. You know, I've definitely had times where it's like, is this worth it? You know, Um, because it can seem very, very seductive from the outside. But, you know, I know Ian, like on, you know, we've talked a lot about in the first season, he had times when he really found it hard because he was just out in LA. He didn't have, you know, a solid foundation out there and um yeah. it was tough being being stuck out there whereas I think I had all that excitement kind of thing which never really ran out rather I think if I'd been plonked there 
on my own um, and hadn't been so lucky to be around a lot of the cast and crew on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and and everything, it, it, you know, it, it's, it's tough. You know, that is tough. It, I don't care what anyone says about, you know, it's self-inflicted problems. It really is. It is self-inflicted problems. Oh, totally, yeah. And it's problems you dream of having, isn't it? But it's still, oh. you know, there's still a process that goes with that. And it's part of why I love re-watching the early episodes and you know these are still early episodes is that you know watching it I go wow that's that's the version of Elizabeth that was so terrified that was in bed every night at one minute past eight as soon as she got home just because she was so nervous that if she missed a minute of sleep like I'd be fired and you know it's cool to kind of see oh this is how far you know not that I'm I'm still quite good on set but you just kind of you get to that point where you relax and you go oh Yes. Yeah. 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 And actually it's one of the great things about having done Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where like that amount of hours on set, what yeah. that teaches you, you kind of almost don't realize it till it's, it's finished. You go, you learn kind of screen craft and you also learn etiquette on set and, and just some things like of like something I was shooting just recently where, there was a, I think, whatever angle and, you know, size of shot we were doing, the director said, oh, like, what you're doing is really great, but, like, on this size shot, like, we just can't really see it. It needs to be... Because I think they were behind me. So you just go, all right, instead of being really precious about this and yeah. what the, my performance, you're like, oh, they need to see my shoulder doing this or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and you just go not to be precious about it. Um, and also, the other thing you can feel like in such a bubble and something like shield where it's got such a big fan base and, you know, uh, you can feel like it's, that's all there is. And in actual fact, like this is a small portion of such a huge kind of cultural experience that like, it doesn't, if you mess up, it's cool. It doesn't matter. Like particularly on this, like the fans are so supportive that, you know, you you don't, and and also the people on set where that if you mess up and do you know what if you do, cut around it yeah exactly that's the nice thing about it being 22 episodes is you go well even if they you know worst case scenario you are terrible in a scene there's no way for them to cut around it there's a thousand other scenes nobody by the time you get to the end of 22 episodes no one's gonna go oh do you remember that scene in episode four that was that she was just nobody's it doesn't you know we're on to the next and it's kind of like you say of learning and yeah. then just baptism of fire. I mean, how did you, so you landed, you go straight to set from the plane. You can't shower, you're into a costume that you've never seen. Uh, how'd they fit you? No, no, I just literally got given whatever was, was go, you know, they got ready. Anne and her messy tuck. <laughs> yeah, she loves uh, the messy tuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember just being like, no, and she was like tucking my t-shirt into the front of my my trousers with the belt hanging. I was like just pulling it out. And she's going, no, no, messy tax is is really hip. And I was like, is it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, All of a sudden, you're jet lagged with someone just tucking your shirt into your trousers <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah, it is. But you know, the other side of that is is that there's a little bit of like no time to think. Is yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then also there's stuff that you go, oh yeah, in hindsight, I probably would have been thinking about this thing a bit more, that thing a bit more. But yeah. you know, it's like we're just saying is that 
actually watching you go oh all of that stuff don't actually see any of it on screen because yeah. that's what's more important is the story rather than this little moment that I thought was really great that I was going to do in this scene <laughs> more like, yeah, exactly. my you know shoes had velcro rather than laces like I think that would be yeah. <laughs> like it's just uh yeah you realize it does it in the grand picture of things and you have to trust on a show like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we had a different director every episode. And you started with a great one with Jesse Botchko, who directed this episode. But you do, there is that element of you just kind of have to trust when you are an actor on a show like this, because there's so many of us also. Well, I mean, the there's like the seven regulars. Going, so it's yeah. like, you don't hop on it. I mean, what do you, yeah. what do, you do? It's yeah. just sort of, it's gone. Yeah, in fact, I'm, uh, I'm Ian saying, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Paxton said yeah. to him, know what you're in, man. Like, and it's, it's something which I always like remind myself of going where you're, I think Michael Shannon apparently says it in an interview where he says like, I'm, you know, just like the lighting guy is here to serve the director or the sound guy. So that's what I'm here for. So I might have really, really strong opinions about what I should do, but at the end of the day, I'm here to serve the director. And, you know, you do kind of learn that as well, that, um, what people people are tuning into this show, not for me and my little idea I've got of this scene. They're in, tuning in for the show, and I'm just a part yeah. of that, you know. Yeah, that's a tricky one though because you have to know how to when to pick your battles, isn't it? Like hundred you know, percent, and just there may be. I'm some... not messy tucking. <laughs> yeah. Put my foot down. It's a neat tuck. That was a battle. I knew I would lose. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you're right. they, they like come to you at the end of that episode and they're like look nick performance was fantastic but we're not going to pick it up we saw the top yeah you're absolutely right about the picking your battles thing it's like that thing of going you know you it's also a mutual respect thing of going yeah if i want them to respect my ideas for something we could yeah. do here i also have to respect their ideas yeah um and and actually as well, there's sometimes where you do learn that going, oh, this director, this writer or whatever, um, is seeing things that I'm not seeing here. You know? Yeah, um, yeah. Really like, it's one of the best environments you can be on set is where I, for me anyways, where you can collaborate and you can throw ideas and then you can create and build this thing together. But, but it, it, at the same time on a network show, you know, a Marvel thing as well is that there's a, there's a limit to that because there's this whole world that came before you. You know. Yeah, and time, and yeah. and I think that's applicable to any job that you have in any field. It's like there is kind of that thing of if you come in all guns blazing with all these opinions, it's going to be really hard for people to trust you and respect you when you kind of haven't earned your stripes yet. There is a sense mm. of you know you do kind of have to dig in and and lose some battles maybe before you get. <laughs> But the thing is, is to you have to know that where it's coming from isn't your own ego. Yeah. As, long as, as long as it's about going, it's because I actually care about this story or this scene or the way this goes, the truth of it or whatever it might be. If it's from that, I'm kind of cool with, you know, someone losing their temper or getting worked up. If I know that it's for that, it's when it becomes this thing of like, hold on, is this about power? Is yeah. this about ego or is it about insecurity? You know, then it's kind of like, all right, that's sort of another discussion. But as long as, as, if I feel that everybody is doing it because they actually 
care about the end product. I'm, I don't really mind if someone can be difficult in that way because, you know, because I bet you there's plenty of times for all of us where the showrunner, the director or the writer of that episode was probably going, oh, I just want you to shoot this. Yeah. Moments like that. But actually, we've probably all had moments as well where they've said to us afterwards, I'm kind of glad that you fought for that that thing. You know, oh, it's, yeah, it's, totally. it's like you say about if you apply it to any other profession, it's like it's having pride in your work, but also know that you're doing a job. You're, totally. you're serving to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And with it being a long, because how long were you, how many episodes did you do? I should know this. I don't know. Like, when did you guys leave season four? 30 odd, 30 odd, 40, I don't know, something like that. 30 something, I would think. So many. But you, well, you just came back in, in season five. Oh, and then you came back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, my point was like, even if you picked the wrong battle and you kind of might have pissed some people off, it's like you. We all had enough time to kind of go, yeah, my bad, you know. Like it was this kind of what happens on set stays on set. Like you know, we all we'll all end the day and just kind of leave stuff there. And I think that meant that our set was nice and friendly because yeah. was that sense of like no, no. not yeah. say, I mean I, I, there have many situations I've been where you go oh this is this is different tricky but it was a particularly positive environment you know um I think you know uh Jed and Marissa and Jeff had a big part to do with that because they're just good people and nice people and um and then we were like and they obviously then tried to employ people that were gonna make yeah. it into life. And I was, you know, I felt so fortunate where people like like you and Ian, just like, you know, Henry and stuff, people that just really made you feel at home and were kind of like, right, I get it. This is all a bit yeah, mad. This is weird right now. Yeah. Well it's like you had said something earlier about how sometimes like if you mess up a line or you do this in the audition, that's there's an essence, there's some sort of energy thing where it's like they just like you. And I think that that yeah. plays a big part where it's like you're gonna to have to work with someone for a lot of hours over and over again. And it's like, people mess up lines all the time. People do that stuff. And I think that like what you're talking about, it's like they had to have picked up on those sort of things, yeah. to know the right chemistry and everything. And, and I, I think it's just a good, that the lesson that you're kind of teaching there, I think is just applicable across the board. Cause it's like, people do mess up and it's like, if you just handle yourself in a-, a Yeah, and, and, and not to take it personally because yeah, you know, that's a huge you, one. You can particularly some of that acting, but and I can only really speak on that fully because it's the only kind of well and writing too. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe that's a bit different. Yeah, but it's just that thing of like right place, right time with a lot of things. And that does apply to writing where you go, you can have it's like they always ask you why this story and why now? And some stuff you're going, well, actually, yeah, it's kind of you know, say for instance, something that like we would, you know, you just, you're about to do an Apple show, that's going to come out, the, um, what's, morning show. Yeah. The show. I mean, it's the perfect show for this time. It's something that everybody's talking about. So you, you get them why your story, which might be like, really, really cool story, but they're like, yeah, but we've got this other thing, which is what everyone's talking about right now. Yeah. And in the same way that with, as an actor, you can really, you know, it can be a really, rough sometimes when you're like oh you nearly got this thing or like you thought you got that thing or you really love this part and you don't get it and sometimes and then you see who they cast you go oh right yeah 
like that person's foot taller than me or they're a different gender or they're this or that or the other and you're like I get it then when you're if you're trying to do your own stuff you're like well you know that there was something that we've been working on and there was somebody suggested for a role you know oh they're brilliant but they're so not right for that character we'd be lucky to have them yeah it's not going to work in that role yeah um and 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 I, I do think that's you know you can lose and win jobs for all sorts of arbitrary reasons really you know yeah do you think being on the other side of the camera helps kind of acting and navigating the industry in that way um yeah i think it definitely makes like if you've ever sat in on a casting or seen casting tapes you you kind of immediately go all right i remember um so i uh before I went to drama school, I worked for this. And in, during my summers, I worked for this like little production company that did like idents and adverts and music videos and stuff. And they were doing this advert for, uh, I think it was for like some military thing. So these these actors came in. It was actually a guy that ended up like no, that kind of through a friend knew, but basically he had he had one leg, right? And he was playing a soldier. It was to play a role as a soldier in a battlefield. And immediately you're just going, well, physically, he's not going to be capable of doing the things you're doing. So you go, his agent has wasted his time. We've wasted his time. He's wasted his time. You just go, there's nothing anyone could do about the fact that, like, yeah. that thing is just, it's not going to work. And he's a really, really good actor, this guy. I've seen him in other stuff, and he's great. But you just go, it was like that really stark lesson to go, sometimes you're going to turn up and you just, you can walk in the room and kill it at the audition just not right i had something like that recently where i was like i thought oh i just think i'm gonna get it i think i'm gonna get it and they just go well essentially they're just like nick's who nick is just doesn't fit it's like your face doesn't fit yeah you know we wanted the one guy or whatever and yeah yeah it's so right that it's not personal because i think we always you know we are all the center of our own universes in that we think which is good and bad you know i can just dye my hair it's fine i'll just shave everything about myself and yeah, and it's then, just, like you say, matter. when it's right, it's easy. Yeah, it's easy. But the flip side of that, the thing that's really important is, as well, it's like that there, but for the grace of God, go I, is that, like, to think that you're somehow special or superior because you got the thing. And that's not acting. That's whatever it is. Yeah. I just think, like, yeah. there is a line of people, yeah, talented and interesting and cool and nice that could have, like, like, for me, where I just go with, it's so lovely the way people responded to like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and like you, you meet all these fans, you go to comic cons, but it's like, if they had on that day, someone at ABC had just gone, all right, Mo and Jed, you love Nick, but we want this guy. They'd have picked him. I'd have never met you guys, whatever. And then whoever, fans or whatever, would have liked that person for their own reasons. And I just, you know, that's where I always just think like, there's a flip side to it, which is keep it in check because... yeah. If you're going to say it's, it's like that thing of like read it if you're going to believe your good reviews you've got to really believe the bad ones so yeah exactly if you're going to tell yourself that oh, i didn't get the role because it's not because i wasn't good enough at acting it's because all these superficial reasons well actually you got the role for all these other superficial reasons as well so keep your ego in check you know yeah totally just watching you now with um colson it's such a brilliant like i love colson season two because he's I mean, he's so damaged. He's so he's under so much pressure. And seeing Hunter opposite this version of Coulson was so fun to watch. And 
I mean, I always get excited as an actor to watch any like walk and talks or anything outside and, you know, like you're at a funeral by a graveyard. Like, how was this scene to shoot? Because it's it's kind of a pivotal one for your character. Of Well, one of the, I guess one of the, the sort of interesting things, because you're like, you know, Clark's like the main role in this show and you like yeah. that thing about entering this new world. But then actually Hunter is slightly outside it. So he would, he wasn't bothered about his authority. Yeah. So that was quite fun, that, that side of things. Cause you're like, well, this character, me as the actor is respecting the sort of, you know, the kind of experience and the kind of uh, the call yeah. sheet numbers and stuff. And then the, my character's going, uh, this stuff doesn't yeah. pop, you know. <laughs> Does that help you be less? Look at how good looking Henry is. Oh God, I know, I know. This relationship is just so fun. I had so much fun in these scenes because I would be imaginary and could just kind of be admiring and. Look at them, both hot stuff. I know. Both hot stuff. God, that table was some, just not flattering. Some either. picture just popped up on my feed in the last week of like Ian would always grab Henry's packs. And there was a picture on my it's like <laughs> him holding them up. He's I think he's like this or something. So, uh, Henry, Henry's I, such a dear friend. He's like, I love that guy so much. I, I miss know. Him it's such a lovely um it's such a lovely way to get to hang out with friends isn't it when you happen to be working in between of just the chats at crafty yeah and I'm, I'm really you know it's one of the amazing things about all the you know it's not with any job isn't it? the people you meet and i've been very for i mean like me and ian are thick as thieves like you know just best buds and you know and people like henry it's just you know we'll you know most weeks we'll facetime and check in and and stuff and uh yeah, some really great people. What do you think? How do you think that came? Like, how does that? How does that happen? How do you book a job that shoots on the other side of the world, and then you meet people that are friends for life? Like, what do you think it was that was different, or is it just a fake? Well, I think I, I know. If, like Ian, we had mutual friends that I know. They'd said to me, "Oh, like you'll get on really well with Ian." But we'd, you know, like because Ian can be quite quiet and shy. Which he's not, he's not shy at all, but if you don't know him, he's quite shy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if, if you're hanging around him, he's like, there's no sense of self, uh, lack of self-confidence or whatever. But So I, I thought Ian didn't really like me when I first met him because he's just, he can be a bit... Um, he's quite concentrated too at work, I think. It's different when you meet yeah. people in different scenarios, isn't it? Like at work... Yeah. I think he, he, but so, it, but then as soon as we kind of like started to get to know each other, we, you know, just, I, I, Jonathan, same with me and Ian, it's like I could have met him anywhere in any environment and we'd have, we'd have ended up really close because I think we got brought up with similar kind of values and weirdly we've got members of our family that are really similar. Wow. Got like people in his family, I'm like, that's just like my, you know, whatever. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. So I think we would have, it, that's just one of those things where, we would have met in any environment and been, you know, had that relationship. And I'm so, I mean, honestly, like, I, uh, we sort of almost plan our lives around each other kind of thing. Like, <laughs> where I think about where, you know, I was thinking about like moving and stuff and I'm working out how far it is to Ian's house. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, and, and then we've, I don't know, I guess we've, I, I don't know, I think it's just like anything. People are just people, aren't they? Like, you know, I think so it was like Henry, we would just talk and talk and talk for hours and, you know, explore ideas. And we, you know, 
really kind of like uh i think it's just people are people wherever you go like i think i found that wherever i end up i think whatever job i was in you just we're so vastly it's like we're so like infinitely unique human beings but we're also just pack animals and we've got we're a species that kind of you know we all experience fear and insecurity and and you know the opposites of those and i think i think if yeah just you just get lucky sometimes don't you and yeah totally if you think of all those people that you could have met that you've missed out yeah well and being bonded by a passion like acting or yeah, a, you experience. know yeah common experience that yeah. shared experience and um yeah it's just a lovely byproduct isn't it of, hmm. of a job at the end of the day um just quickly before this episode ends i have to ask yeah how was it working and this was from last episode really but how was it working with lucy lawless oh she was great crack yeah I mean, it was, it's because, you know, like a lot of British people, you know her from Xena the Warrior Princess. Yeah. I remember like as a kid, like vaguely, I think, but it was, a, again, adding to the weirdness of turn, <laughs> that first date, I'm upside down in an SUV. The first thing is sat in a blazing heat in the middle of summer in LA, eating Skittles, uh, sat there watching this SUV being driven down this road and flipping over. And then it's like, right, you've got to get in that now, in that now we're going to cover you in blood and, uh, Xenia the Warrior Princess is going to be sat here, and um, uh, but she's she's kind of like wonderfully bonkers, like just the character, and yeah, she was really good fun. All my memories are just just very fun, kind of like where you're like, oh, I'd like you to, if you were one of my mates' mums when I was little. Yeah. You'd crack. I imagine her her kids' friends love going around their house. Yeah, just 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 the. You're just to be in your brain for those first couple oh of weeks. Gosh. Like Lucy Lawless is there, then you're working with um, Adrian Pazdar, then you've got your scenes with Clark Gregg, you're jet lagged, you don't know if you're staying for two weeks or two years. It's just. I'll, I'll let Chloe also tell you the story about what I did to her car as well in my first week, which oh is a whole other story, which might have some legal implications that I'm not willing to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah it was mad it was completely mad like um so exciting and brilliant and uh but where you're you know like when like if you're sort of fluttering up here you can't really in fully enjoy things until you're in a kind of really settled centered place like yeah. it felt like there was going to be this point where I was able to go oh, okay cool this is my life now and I can start enjoying it which didn't, yeah. which took a little while, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it does, doesn't it? I mean, like you enjoy the roller coaster when you're at the end of it and you didn't die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh my gosh, we've got to the end. I'm gonna um invite a couple of people into the chat oh. just to say I feel like I just completely overtook. I didn't ask guess. a single question in the chat. <laughs> I only asked my questions and had a good time. Also, like I said, I've, I've had a few glasses of wine, so I probably just nabbed it on. Like, <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but I do a podcast version of this. And just to say to the people listening that did ask questions in the chat, we're going to answer some of those in, or I'm going to answer some of those in the outro of the podcast. So make sure you tune into the podcast on Tuesday. Um, uh, second thing to say is, 
this is the new oh, merch nice. that we've got. Zachary is modeling the rest day hoodie. This is obviously the lemon t-shirt. I have the matching bottoms on. So, so you got that stuff made? Yeah, baby, just go to my website, elizabethhenstridge.com and it's all there. <laughs> Love it. That's like that's not just like whacking a print on a t-shirt. That's like full on. Oh, we're designers now, yeah. It's lockdown, isn't it? And it's very comfy. <laughs> yes, and, it looks and, good. What does it, say on the shirt? what does it say on the hoodie? It says usually extra, but this is my rest day, and it has a lemon with some leopard leaves. So we have two ranges. We have an extra range, which this is from, if you're feeling extra. And then we have a rest day range, which is... More my style. More Zach's style, calm, muted, uh, tasteful. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to let some people in. because this. So each week I give out the um, Zoom link and I have a hundred limit on my zoom waiting room at the moment and this filled up in about one second flat so um i'm just I'm not in any rush to go anywhere so i'm happy to stick around if oh my gosh perfect don't tell me that i'll have you here all night <laughs> okay so here's oh let's have priya in sometimes people get kicked out as i let them in accidentally so we'll see i'm admitting a couple of people and we'll see oh here we go Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Do you have a question? Um. Actually, yes. So, this is a question for each of you guys. So, what is your favorite episode of Agents of Shield? Oh, that's so hard. What's your favorite? I I oh, know my you. one for you. <laughs> I know my my one for you is the Spice Goodbye. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh that, yeah, really loved it, that episode. I'm trying to think whether was that the episode where we were in Siberia? Did we do that stuff there? Was that in that episode where we're like we're like on a mission in Siberia or something, and we're all in the shot at the end? Yeah. I, I remember doing. I think it might be that episode of the episode before where we like had to. We're in Los Angeles in like the blazing heat, having to pretend <laughs> Siberia, wearing full tap gear, so like more clothes than I'd, I've ever worn in my life. And you're just in the middle of summer trying to pretend you're cold. It was honestly, I was like thinking, there's got to be laws against this. Like, yes, so oh. hot. Was that where they did the snow and the snow ended up being so smelly? Was it that one? And it was... To be honest, I don't think I could even smell by that point. I was just thinking, I was just... <laughs> yeah, all your senses were gone. Yeah, it was smelly because they ended up using water that was potentially... Like, like a bit sewagey. I mean, it was honestly, it's not like a toilet, but. I guess I liked, I, as far as like, I liked ones where we all got to be together or where you had like a different, um, suddenly you were working with a different character. You don't usually get the chance to. That was always fun. Um, oh, well, yeah. that one with you and Ian was great that Vince did in, see, was that when you came back? So was that yeah, season yeah. five? No. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, where I nearly, I nearly crashed the Breaking Bad RV. Yes, you do it in the RV. Do you know what we're talking about? Where I came back in season five and we're driving around in that old RV thing. So that was from Breaking Bad. That, that was one of the Breaking Bad RVs. That, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know. The actual yeah. one? It was one of, well, they had a few of them and it was one of them and, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like a bad driver. I'm just not a very 
it's like I'm not a dangerous driver. I'm just not very good at driving. You know I mean? <laughs> um, and all the crew are in the back of it. And I they just, and also to be fair, I was kind of like, well, no one's given me like a test drive in this and told me how to drive an RV. Like I'm used to driving a little car. And I, I, at one point I just like took this corner and you had all the equipment and all the crew just slammed to the side of the RV. And I was going, stop, like everyone's at, at, like on the street is going, stop. <laughs> yeah kind of took it personally because i was like look how can you play yeah. yeah well and it's the different side of the road yeah, different side of the road and rv i mean i think that closed off the road to be fair i don't know i could blame it on that uh, <laughs> <laughs> well things are on the opposite side when you're driving i mean you know yeah, from the gear stick yeah yeah being very generous there a little very generous. i am because we've had a couple of car <laughs> stories in this though don't like give you the best what's your favorite ap- episode angelia yeah that's the spy of uh, spice goodbye is one of my favorite episodes yeah i cried a lot during oh, watching it so oh me too yeah, that's a good episode. Mm-hmm. thank you so much for your question feel free to hang around or um uh blink out if you want whatever works for you i've just invited thank you yeah thank you uh i've just invited Jaden in and a couple other people sometimes it's kind of slower do you have a favorite episode zach one you directed of course oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that it is great. one of my favorite episodes though well thank you babe oh the finale was amazing well this isn't letting me let people in was it slow to get for you to be able to get in angelia turn their microphones and videos on a little oh. bit. Oh, yeah. let's <laughs> Okay, Harriet, how are you? Can you hear us? Harriet, we can't. Harriet, Harriet. I don't think Harriet can hear us. Oh, you can oh mic, how about... Is it, uh, it Duo oh. Beachy? Maybe I'll do this. <laughs> hey! Hey! hey. Oh, God. I was not <laughs> expecting to get picked for this. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. How are you doing? What's all the posters in the background? What? What's your posters in the background? Oh, oh my God. Okay, so this is Spider-Man. Um, this is my Deadpool yeah, poster. Oh, uh, that's just my UGA flag. I go to UGA. Where's where's the poster of Agents of Shield? I couldn't find one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a question? Or are you here to hang out? I don't know. Oh, you? Can you hear us still? I can hear you. Sorry, oh, I just had an echo. Oh, oh, oh. That happens to me every week. I have to mute something I've got going on in the background. Um, do you have a question for Nick or me or Zach or Angelia? Uh, um, yeah, okay. Um, I have one for Nick. Uh, uh, it was, what was my question? I'm sorry, I'm nervous, y'all. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> We're all friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, um, so like, how did it feel like joining a cast of like already established characters, like how did it feel like being the newbie, I guess? I mean, like if you've ever 
joined a new school or started a new job or anything, it's the same thing, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. you've got that extra, it's kind of, con you're conscious of the fact that all your fam you know, family and friends are going, oh, Nick's just moved to America or whatever and he's going to do this show and the fact that people are going to see it. But essentially it's that same thing of like, are people going to like me? Am I a really bad person? And they're all going to see that. They're going to see beneath <laughs> my skin all, all my faults. Um, uh, and, you know, you're hoping that there's going to be people that you're going to connect to and stuff. But, you know, it's just lucky, like I said before, that you've got people like Jeff and Mo and Jed who are just really kind people and nice people. Like, and if any of you guys had got a job on set, they'd have treated you the same and made you feel very welcome. And, um, but at the same time, you know, you, you're... Acting's a weird thing that like it's exposing in that I guess with a lot of creative stuff, part of your the doing of it is like a statement. If it's going on worthy of doing it. Do you know what I mean? It's like if you're gonna be a stand-up comedian, you're going, I'm funny. And if you're gonna be an artist, you're saying, I'm really good at art and this is worth looking at, which is kind of bold. It's not like a lot of other jobs where, you know, you can you don't you're not kind of um, making that statement. It's a statement by doing it. So you immediately, as an actor, in any creative thing, you have that slight thing of like, am I, do I have the right to claim that of myself kind of thing? So you're worrying a little bit about that. And I had a lot of those things of being like, I don't know what I'm doing in this scene. I don't know whether that scene was any good. Did I say that line right? But you just have to mm -hmm. kind of go with it and trust, trust yourself. And if you can't trust yourself, trust that if you're messing it up, someone's going to tell you because they're putting a lot of money into this. Yeah. <laughs> So if you get it wrong, they're going to get you to do it again and again until you get it right. Mm -hmm. um, but also lucky that, you know, at the end of the day, you're in the sunshine in LA, you know, like what, what, it could be a lot worse. And yeah, and just me, I like meeting new people. So you turn up and I was fortunate that people were funny and fun and kind and everything. And, you know, yeah. That's good. What a great question. Great question. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thanks I just for having me. Um, okay, Harriet, how are you doing? Hi. Hi. Sorry about that. My screen is doing all sorts of funky things right now, but I think I'm online, so we're good. You uh, look great and clear. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> this has been a fantastic episode. I absolutely love listening to your conversation today. Um, oh, so I've got a question for Nick. Um, so did you always know you wanted to be an actor um, or was there a particular moment that really cemented it in your head and you kind of woke up one day and you're like, yes, this is what I want to do. I, I, and then, I'm sorry, go on. And, yeah. Sorry. Um, and then just added to that, what then made you decide I'm just going to go across the pond and try it out in L.A. because um, that's got to be a big ballsy move. Well, I am um, like when I was a kid, I mean, I've, I've said this before when I've been asked, I, I, I was lucky enough. I grew up in a really tiny place, but there was a um, uh, like weekly drama group, um, which was kind of like a really, I think it would be, it was a bit of a glorified youth club kind of thing. And, um, uh, but a lot of the kids, you know, I think for parents, it was kind of that thing of like, you can, you know, on a Wednesday night between whatever it was, seven and nine, kick your kid out to go to the drama club and you don't have to worry about him for a bit. So a bit of a, you know, for them, it was kind of babysitting. And I had an older brother and him and his friends went to it like every kind of kid did because it was one of the only things to do. So it was 
by virtue of the fact my brother went, it was kind of a cool thing to do. So I just wanted to go because you got to stay up till nine and stuff. And um, <laughs> when I was like seven, as soon as I could go, I went. And I remember the first week, no, that was it. My brother, the week before, my brother and his mates had been given like this two or three page scene. And um, I think it was set on a spaceship, if I can remember. And there was all these different characters. Me and my friend, it was going to be our first time going. That was like the homework. So we worked in the scene and each character, we just figured in our heads, oh, they have to be distinctive. So despite the fact they're on a spaceship, it was like one was like a tennis player, one was a footballer, one was... <laughs> and it was just, uh, but it was literally like, as, as soon as I did it, with that, you know, going along to that uh, group, you know, drama group, I just did, I didn't want to do anything else. I was like seven and I just was like, and I kind of, I remember having this, assumption that everyone wanted to be an actor they just was like you know it's whether they sort of could actually do it or not that was all it was I couldn't really get my head around that anyone wouldn't want to do it I just thought well that was the be all and end all of anything really I just loved it from that I don't know I don't really know a lot of the time I find actors talk about like oh storytelling or whatever but I think most actors there's an element of kind of showing off being a center of attention get all that sort of thing I think that's just a given like no matter how kind of confident you are or not, I think there's a bit of e not e ego is not the right word. It's kind of enjoying a bit of attention and stuff and needing validation. But the main thing for me, I think I've, I think it's something to do with communication about like you can say or do something that makes someone laugh or respond in some way, and you go, oh, we're we 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 we're, we're we're existing on the same planet. We kind of understand yeah. each other, and I think that's why I really get a buzz out of is that when if I talked to somebody about a film I like, just that thing that whatever it was was happening in that film or in that scene, we all, without knowing, without being able to articulate it fully, knew, know what it is that speaks to our experience of just living and being human beings. So that was the kind of thing, but it took a while to work out how to do it because as, as a profession, because where I grew up, no one was an actor, no one did jobs like that really. Um, any, anything in the creative industries was just a pipe dream, you know. So it took a while and I really, really wanted to go to like stage school when I was a kid. And apparently I threatened to run away when I was like 10 unless I got to go to stage school. My parents <laughs> like, we can't afford it. And no. Um, and then I remember when it came around to, to like university applications, I knew about like, the footlights at Oxford and Cambridge, which was like where a lot of the sketch comedy through Oxford and Cambridge came through. So I was like, I'd have been encouraged to apply for Oxford and Cambridge. So I was like, right, that's how I can be an actor. So I interviewed at Cambridge. I didn't get in. So I just went to the next best university doing the same course because they didn't do drama courses at Oxford and Cambridge. So I was going to do, I'd applied to do uh, political science, SPS. And, um, didn't get in there so I just went to the next best university which is Bristol and did politics there and oh. went to the drama society and they were really posh and all talking about Shakespeare and I was like oh, I, I, I was intimidated like I just I kind of was like I'd never really met really posh people before and they were all talking about theatre and all these plays that I didn't know because all the stuff I'd done as a kid was like improvising and devising we didn't really do script work so I just, I was intimidated and I told myself, it was like, oh, they're not my type of people, but it was just, I was a bit scared. So it took me a little while. And then I was dating a girl who was going to the ITV workshop, which is a TV station in the UK. And they do like a, a drama group, like an acting group. So I got into that 
and then I met people that were really serious about acting and they were all, lots of them were applying to drama school. So I was like, that's what I do again, drama school. And then as far as the America side of it, it it's kind of it. I was interested in it. And I, when I, I had a friend who lived in New York, so I'd go visit him. And then when I was there, my agent said, we'll go meet some managers. So I met a manager, some managers signed with one of them. And then I got to do a play in LA, which was great. And then it was that thing of, I got cast in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It, you know, I'd been put up, with it, put up for it by my agents, which, you know, most actors in the UK will have that experience. And like we were talking about earlier, is that if they, if your face fits and they like you for that role and you've something about who you, what you bring to that audition, if they think, oh, that's what we kind of wanted for that part, then you, you've got lucky, you know? That's such a I good answer. Yeah. yeah, and such a great question. And it's just that we randomly have been speaking a lot about if you, if you have a goal, you'll find the pathway to get there. And you know, you go, oh, somebody gave me this nugget of information about Oxford and Cambridge. I went for Cambridge, didn't get in. Went to the next, didn't get in. Went to this place, did get in. It wasn't perfect. You met this person that took you. You know, it's kind of, it's yeah, so cool you, to hear those. It's not just, oh, I just got everything I ever went for. Yeah, don't, don't like attach yourself to the path. Attach yourself to like what, where you want to get to. And yeah. then just like and not take it personally. And not like take it personally. And it's like and... you'll be you'll you'll we were talking about this on our walk today. It's like you'll get a tool and you're like, I don't know how I'm gonna use this tool. And just don't discard it. Cause it may like down the road, it's like, oh, suddenly you have a hammer that you never knew and there's a nail. And, and I, with acting is that like you're meant to be playing a human being most of the time, or at least based off of some human experience. And unless you've actually lived that you don't know what people are like. Like if you yeah. want to bring some imagination to a role, then you probably want to have met some interesting people and done some interesting things. And um, so if there's value in it, and like, you know, the first year I applied to drama school, I didn't get in, you know, and it, it took another year and, and I've I know loads of people have had that experience. Like my yeah. mate, I was working with someone recently, his son is just going through the process and has got a couple of recalls and got rejected from places. And I was like, it, it means nothing. Like yeah. nothing. I know amazing actors that didn't get in, and some people are, you're like, "How did you turn up here?" You know. Yeah. Uh, what about what? What? What do you do, Harriet? Um, well, I actually work at the Electoral Commission. Um, so, um, I did political science as well at uni. Oh, did um, you? Where was that? Uh, um, Southampton. Right. Uh, um, but I'm kind of. I've always wanted to be. An actor so like when I was a kid and then just discarded it because mm. you know like you were saying you don't see people around you so I've recently started acting lessons um, a bit later in life but just your story and knowing that you don't necessarily have to be a star as a five-year-old um yeah it's just it's really nice uh, to hear trust me like and the great thing about nowadays as well is that you can if you don't have the outlet for what your abilities or your passion you've got a HD camera in your pocket. Yeah. Make stuff, you know, just yeah. go. That's what I always say to me. It's like, there's kind of a limit to how much I want to hear people complain about their opportunities. Cause I'm like, you can just get off your ass and do it. And, and the best way to learn is to try and fail and fail better and, you know, fail again and fail better again. And, and, and so many, you know, it's one of the things where I, from the writing perspective, I'd get frustrated about, I'd go through this process of like, producer coming on board and they want to make your thing and they're really interested and then it would just slow down and grind to hot and then you've forgotten and you'd be like you 
I'll be there bitching and complaining about it. You go, well, actually, I've looked at so many examples where people just got off and they made it themselves. And there's kind of no excuse now that you can't just get on and do it. And the great thing about acting as well is that there's no age limit on it. Yeah. Yes, if you start as a kid, you're at a head start. And yes, there is a kind of flavor of the month type thing that when you're new and you're fresh, you everyone wants to meet you and that can die down. But equally, you could go out tomorrow and make a short film. It could, you know, get a little bit of attention at some awards things and, you know, festivals. And as casting director sees you and then someone says, oh, what about this person? And it goes ahead. But you can always just make your own stuff. And if you love it, you'll get satisfaction out of that, you know? Yeah. That's brilliant advice. Thank you. Mm. Totally. Oh my gosh, I feel so fired up. Um, <laughs> Jaden, do you have a question? Sorry to um, have left you down there. How are you? You're good. Hi, I'm good. Um, my question is for Nick. So how was it when you figured out you're being written off of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and then being moved to Most Wanted? Yeah, I mean, that was, yeah, that was a crazy period because it was all very secretive. They they sort of called, I got this phone call thinking like, oh, am I in trouble? What have I done? <laughs> um, and uh, they said, we want to do this spinoff. Um, and I mean, it, it was kind of a little bit hard to really wrap my head around because you're like, on the one hand going, um, you know, potentially leaving this thing, which is really fun. And you're going out to the great unknown. And also you don't know what it is. You've not read any scripts. You don't know it's going to be any good or what it is. You're just kind of like, okay, so everything's going in this direction now. Um, so it's a mass, it was a huge sort of like compliment. Like, you know, it was really flattering to, to the fact that they thought that it was worth um, exploring that idea. Um, and to work with Ad Adrienne, who's just great. Like she's such a kind of cool person, Adrienne, isn't she, Lil? Yeah, like, yeah first. You know, she's this, I, I, I'd i never watched like um, Friday Night Lights. In fact, I started watching it during lockdown, but it's I've so got, good, it's it? so good. Brilliant, isn't it's it? So yeah. Good. And mates from back home that would be like going, oh, and you know, of course, like a lot of the guys like love her, you know, and stuff, but like girls, everyone would go, oh, well, she's got great, all this stuff, yeah. so cool, so cool. And Adrienne's like, taller than me like you know beautiful charming smart corner cool stuff but just no nonsense like is not um not impressed by any of the kind of fluff of hollywood and all that nonsense she just wants to get on have her life and just crack on with things she's a really really cool person so the thought then to work with her on something was 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 great you know you're just like oh well, this will be cool um so that was, it was just exciting really. And then it, um, shooting it, I mean, it was, it was a pretty full on shoot because you obviously in with pilots, you know, they plow a lot into it. They want to have it all singing, all dancing, bells and whistles. So it's kind of, um, uh, it's a lot of work, long hours, things are changing as you go and stuff. So very, very fun and very exciting, but you're also aware of the fact that it's the great unknown because you're like, well, is it going to get picked up? Um, what happens if it doesn't? Where are we going to go? And I actually, to be fair, at the time, I was kind of cool either way. I was like, well, if this goes ahead, I'll be doing this for a while. And I'm working with Adrienne and with Jeff and with Paul Z, who were the showrunners, who Jeff Bell, who's one of the showrunners on Age of Shield, and then Paul Z, 
who was one of the head writers who are really, really cool people. But then if it doesn't, I was like, all right, well, um, now it's the part of the fun thing about acting or this sort of job is that you never know what next week is going to look like. Yeah. So, you know, you're going on and back into that again. So it was sad to say goodbye to people, but exciting as well. And exciting, like I say, not just because I, I knew there was no guarantee that this thing was going to go ahead, but I was equally excited about going, well, now I've, instead of knowing what the next year is going to look like, I'm like, well, who knows what's going to turn out, you know? Yeah. It's another huge leap of faith, isn't it? It's yeah. kind of how your whole journey with this universe started <laughs> of going, okay, yeah, I'll just keep saying yes and figure it out. And it's the same yeah. thing. I mean, it was, I've never been on that side of a pilot where it's people that you, people you know and characters you know, then, and, a, and Paul Z, who actually wrote this episode 202, who we've had on here, who we love, getting to then like stretch his wings. And yeah. it was just, it, it was, um, yeah, we were just all willing willing that to be, and it was still such a positive experience for you all, but it just wasn't the right time for that pilot for whatever reason, but um, yeah, yeah, and all that so stuff cool is to like, see that. You, 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 you can't predict why something will go and why it won't. No. There's many re different reasons why it, why it will or won't. So, yeah. you know, you, but you learn as an actor. I, I, I just think, you, I've done stuff before where you think, oh, this is the one. Yeah. All the stuff where you've gone, oh, I don't really rate this. I think it's a lot of rubbish. Like, oh, everyone likes it. Yeah, no, I knew it all along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally, yeah. Um, oh my gosh, what amazing questions. Thank yeah, you so questions. much, everybody. You just are all amazing, just wonderful angels. I'm so glad to have you. And just, I love just seeing faces. Nice to meet you all. Where, yeah. where are you all? Just to, just so I know, Where's where are you, Angelia? I'm at Indonesia. Indonesia, right. Jaden, where are you? I'm in the States in Nevada. Nevada, nice. Harriet, Southampton? Um, no, I'm in Nottingham. Nottingham. Yes, the North. Yes. How about you, do? Where are you? Uh, I am in Athens, Georgia, in my dorm right now. Awesome. Oh, awesome. You spent a night in Athens. I shot a film. Of, isn't that where, um, what's his name? So Michael Stipe, is he from Athens in Georgia? I'm not oh, yeah. sure. I shot yeah. some not far from there, I don't think. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's always <laughs> a place. I like a cool college town. Yeah. Yeah. And you're in London, Nick, and we're in Indiana. So we've like we're pretty good with this globe getting it covered. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you all for being here. Thank you, Nick. You've just been uh, so I generous like with your time. Yes, yeah, thank you very much. So oh, that uh, dog right there. Here's Maggie. Maggie. Hey Maggie, how you doing? Laying yeah. down the whole time. Yeah, she's been oh. snoring quite loudly, so I, I we were keep, worried that we kept trying to <laughs> wake her, her up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she uh -huh. does her own thing. Okay, here's the best part where I um, admit a hundred people in the or in the waiting room, and we wait for a couple minutes, and then we'll say goodbye. But we just get to see people's faces smiling and waving, basically. But um, thank you guys for your questions. Yeah, it was, really it was cool. so thank awesome. And thank you, Nick. You're just Pleasure. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you, Len and Zach, as well. It was really nice to So fun. Up. So fun. Um, and the questions that we didn't get to in the chat because we didn't ask any of them. I'll be I'll be answering some in the outro to the podcast, which will be out on Tuesday. Okay. Here everybody comes. 
It gets a bit mad and pale. Hi. Thanks for your question. Hi. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hello, welcome back. Oh, I hope you felt that sparkly backdrop throughout, and I love that Nick gave it a little shout out. Yes, we've got him out again, and he just, I think he really enjoyed it because he was in the sort of the dusty end of the basement all, all wrapped up. I'm talking about the glittery curtain that we had as our backdrop for the episode today. Of course, he doesn't have a name yet. So, um, you know, answers on the postcard. Let me know what you think the name for the glittery backdrop could be. And do keep letting me know where you are when you listen. And if you've named anything else in your life after Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. characters, I wonder if he was... So, you know, for you listeners at home, the backdrop... (laughs) I think the reason I'm speaking about it so much is because I've sort of changed my position because (laughs) for some reason I like to set us up being on the floor. So by the end of recording the live, you know, my legs have gone numb. So now I'm sort of turned around and I'm facing the backdrop and he's magnificent so yeah I just wonder if I were to name the backdrop after a shield character which character would it be I don't know maybe a Koenig I feel like Koenig's Koenig's a bit showy you know I can imagine them loving a sparkly backdrop anyway I digress I hope you loved this episode wasn't Nick Blood just amazing so generous and I could just speak to him forever. I mean, you can understand why he makes such close friends with people on set and why he just finds really great bonds wherever he goes. He's a really, really talented actor and writer and a bunch of other things. And just, yeah, I'm just so grateful that he came on and spent so much time with us. And yeah, as I said, when when we sort of ended the live, he was like, wow, we really went deep on that one. And we did, and I love it. That's just... I really love what this is becoming. These Live with Lils of hopefully just a place of inspiration and honesty and yeah, just an honest look about how people got to where they are and how they feel about that and their kind of struggles that people still might have and things they've overcome. And then just some juicy BTS of the show too, just kind of, you know, I love, I'd forgotten that he Nick had come straight from the flight to set I mean that is just nuts it's your first day on set and it's outside and it's this huge car scene and I mean it's just so relatable isn't it him sitting in his chair off to the side eating skittles just trying his best to stay awake and with it it's so wonderful I love that we know that right so I'm going to answer some questions that we didn't get to in the chat because the convo was a flowing so I'm going to get through as many as oh what did I just do oh my gosh I should tell you, you'd think I'd never done this before. Ah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> right, some of these questions. Which is the best bromance, Fitz and Hunter or Nick and Ian? I think Nick and Ian. Their bromance will last forever. They are just such good friends, which is so wonderful. Louise asks, what was it like waiting to see how the podcast would turn out after the first ep was released? Oh, it was brilliant. I mean, I listened to it before, so I knew I knew how it would sound when it was up there. But it was just, oh, it was so exciting. And yeah, I just love it. I love the podcast medium. I love listening to podcasts. And I think that something like an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. watch along and the long form conversations, I mean, this one was over an hour, the live today, 
Uh, I just think it really suits podcasts and I I love listening to these types of conversations as a podcast when I'm walking and doing things. So yeah, I kind of, it, it felt like just the perfect fit really. So I was just really excited. Right, Sophia asks, do you think Deke and Hunter would have gotten along and do you think they would mess with Fitz together or would Hunter be annoyed with Deke like Fitz was? No, I think Deke and uh, Hunter would be firm friends and I think part of the reason that Hunter would love Deke so much is that Fitz would be annoyed by Deke and I think that he would he would see an opportunity there definitely. Sarah asks what does it feel like for you now that you're done with the show to see the impact it has on people and how active the community is to this day? Sarah I love your question it it blows me away honestly just the support for the merch the support for the website in general the podcast the YouTubes TikTok now that I'm I'm showing um more kind of behind the scenes of how certain things were filmed it's just it's amazing and I'm just so proud and grateful to be a part of it I think right from the word go this Marvel universe has opened its arms to us and taken care of us and I've always felt supported and loved and inspired by you all that I just to be able to carry that on it's a life's work for me, honestly. I love I love the medium. I love the superhero medium. I'm continuing to work in it with other things on the side kind of coming maybe from a slightly different angle. And I just love it. I love it, what it can say. I love the community that builds up around it. I love how it can... Just how Nick was saying about, you know, acting for him is a really deep form of communication and realising that we're, you know, we're all unique, but we're all so the same as well. And that's what the superhero world does for me. It it allows us to connect on such a deep level. And it's freaking fun. So, yeah, it blows me away with all of it. And I just, you know, they say go go where the doors open and, and walk through those doorways. And that's kind of just what I'm doing with this. And, yeah, with the website, with the clothing, with the YouTube, with everything. It's just kind of, it brings me joy and it brings me joy that it brings you joy. So it's just all positive and, uh, yeah, exciting. And I love, I love being a small part of this community that you guys have. It really is just so wonderful. Zach and I speak about it often. Eliza asks, what aspect of Hunter did I like the most? I love his humour. I was just, actually, as I was kind of typing up the YouTube, I was watching the next episode and he's so brilliant in that too. I just want him on every week. But yeah, it was fun to have another kind of injection of British humour in there and his nonchalant attitude. I just think, yeah, it was just a real fun breath of fresh air. Chloe asks, what was your reaction when you found out Nick was coming back in season five? Oh my gosh, we were all so excited. Okay, I'll finish with this one. Phoenix asks, what's my favourite type of tea and when did I want to be a director? Two very important questions. My favourite type of British tea is Yorkshire Gold. Yorkshire is the county I'm from um, and there's a tea called Yorkshire Tea, Yorkshire Gold, and it's delicious. But, you know, any any English breakfast I absolutely love. And then I also love fruit tea. I mean, I love every type of tea, really. Just the ritual of it I find so comforting. When did I want to be a director? Oh, you know, it happened bit by bit. I think it's always been within me. I think it was more just me being brave enough to admit that that's what I wanted to do. To do. And I'm just thinking about this now but actually it was the exact same way for acting with me 
I it was always in me there was always a spark in me that wanted to do it and I would always be doing it you know into the mirror as I was growing up and imagining characters and playing out scenarios and just alone in my bedroom but I didn't admit to anybody out loud or to myself really that that's what I wanted to do until I was oh my gosh early early 20s so and it's the same with that uh, same with directing I think being on a TV show like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. allowed me the space to become comfortable with the acting side of it and I always feel like I I push myself out of my comfort zone so as soon as I felt in my comfort zone acting wise I was kind of looking for that thing that would push me outside of that space and um, yeah started being drawn to directing shadowing and I've always been curious I guess about asking about all the different roles on a tv show and what everybody does and but yeah it's interesting I can't remember the exact moment but a lot of it was just confidence for me gaining the confidence to say yes I want to do that and I test it out and see if it works for you but I heard a thing about the things you talk about will become a reality. You'll talk them into reality. And so I just started saying, once I started saying, and this took a lot of guts and, and you know, just worrying about, oh God, if I say this, people are going to be like, what, why, you know, you can't do that. You've never done it, whatever. But I just, I tested it out as an experiment and I just started saying, I want to direct. I'm going to direct. I am a director. And just a mad sequence of events was happening around me outside of the show that brought directing to the forefront of my career. It was just really interesting. So try it. If there's anything that you, you know, you have in your windscreen of what you're heading to, of the goals that you have, just start speaking them. Just start saying, I am going to do this. I am that. I, you know, if you want the promotion, just, I really want the promotion. I, I, I will be the manager one day. I will be a writer. I am a writer. I'm writing this script and just start talking about it. You know, when people ask, how's your day? Oh, great. I wrote this, you know, I wrote a great scene in my script and you'll be surprised at what comes to you when you just start speaking what you wish to happen because it's already in you. You know, you already have the ability. We all have the ability to do anything and everything. Just bring that, bring that future to you. Write your own future. Oh, gosh, we went a bit deep with the outro as well. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening. This is going to be a beast of an episode, but I'm just so excited for you to be on this journey with us. Episode two of season two. We've got 20 to go before we finish season two. Please do keep writing your reviews. I love reading them. You will be entered into the prize at the end of season two. Thank you for your support with the clothing. ElizabethHenstridge.com. I'm just, I'm absolutely blown away. I just love you all so much. And yeah, we'll see you back here next week for episode 203 with more magical guests. Big thank you to Nick Blood. Big thank you to you guys. Thank you for being here. Oh my gosh, that went so high unnecessarily. Hey, love you. See you next week. I'm staying in this helicopter. <laughs>